so welcome. Um, so for those who don't know me, I'm Carolyn Baines. And last month we started to explore advices and queries. And these are short teachings to support us on the Quaker way of peace, quality, simplicity, truth, sustainability, or pests, as my son George likes to say. So we started by looking just at these first two words, advice and queries number one. And these two words, they've just increasingly led me to a sense that really, if, if no other words were ever shared about Quakerism, these two would, would say it all. You know, take heed, take heed. So I invited us to take a journey with this advice and query. And I would love us to take a few moments to share here at the beginning you know, what you noticed, what, where did this journey take you? Um, yeah, just uh, raise your hand, or, um, unmute, or pop something in chat. How, how, did it, how did it land with you? You had a month with, yeah, just taking heed. Yeah, Lisa. Uh, for myself, I think I, I was listening more deeply and had a greater sense of awareness. Um, it was like being punctuated from great busyness because I'm generally a very busy person. So I was thinking take heed means I had to stop, I had to slow down, I had to pay attention, I had to be aware um, and I had to tell myself, to do this mm. um, it just wasn't automatic mm, that's beautiful thank you so much thank you for sharing that very helpful yeah anybody else yeah Anne well I wasn't with you for the first session. I'm so happy to be here now. Um, and just reading it this moment, I, I have this sense of take heed means for me, be present. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Carolyn, there's something in the chat as well, if oh, you wanted to read that. Yes, I do. Thank you. Yeah, to be present with my body. Mm. And with God in the present moment, thank you. That's, that's right. That's right. Good. So we were centering down with the body. And this uh, and today we will be taking a slightly different um, route into centering down. So we're going to explore advices and queries number two. And before we do, I just wanted to say a, a brief something about um, our accompanying friend, Sue. Um, so the early friends would go off to encourage, minister, teach, support friends all over the country and they would travel mostly in twos and one would be charged with the role of perhaps ministering and one would be charged with, and I just love this term, with making sure that the speaker did not go beyond their measure. <laughs> so Sue, who's a, a, a wonderful, deeply supportive friend um, who knows me well, is, is here with a tender hand to, 
to make sure <laughs> I don't go beyond my measure, which I, I take to mean that I stay speaking from experience. Yeah. So I hope that, that it lands with you in that, in that vein. Um, thank you. So today's meditation was inspired by a lovely practice that came out of a worship sharing here in Fon during lockdown. And we were all asked to bring our favorite advice and queries and say why it was so meaningful to us. And this really was very powerful to me, it opened up the advices and led me to start a practice of beginning each day. And I'd wake up, take a deep breath. And the anchor that, that landed was bring the whole of your life under the ordering of the Spirit of Christ. So that's been my daily practice. And and I love it. It's as though my whole life was sort of sheltering under Christ's wings, if you like. And I think other phrases could have been my anchor and perhaps other phrases at different times will sort of speak to me of the remembrance of God. But for now, this one is, is my, uh, you know, right there at the top. So we're going to do some exploring with Advices and Queries number two. So I'd like to invite you just to uh, take three breaths, a nice, uh, slightly, slightly deeper breath. Uh, and just feel your feet on the ground. You're grounded, grounded here. And perhaps with the next breath, you could just say greeted, you're here, you're welcomed in this community, greeted, welcome. And on the third breath, hmm, we're gathered, we're seeking to be a gathered meeting. Bring the whole of your life under the ordering of the Spirit of Christ. Are you open to the healing power of God's love? Cherish that of God within you so that this love may grow in you and guide you. Let your worship and your daily life enrich each other. Treasure your experience of God however it comes to you. Remember that Christianity is not a notion, but a way. It's so deep, there's so much in that. So let's just suckle back to the first one. The first phrase, bring the whole of your life under the ordering of the Spirit of Christ. So I imagine the Spirit of Christ reaching out and sheltering my life. As I said, like, like the wings of a, a huge bird or the branches of a huge tree. And I can feel in my heart this longing to bring all of me under that shelter. And slowly what becomes you know, quietly obvious is that I notice 
there are parts of my life that are outside of that ordering, you know, parts of myself that are not grounded, greeted, gathered under that ordering. And we may gain a sense as we take our time with this today and over the coming weeks, you know, what parts of us are not under Christ's ordering? You know, perhaps around our health, our relationships, our work, how we are resourcing ourselves, our life, what are we doing with our money, our energy. Father Richard Raw describes Christ as a loving, the loving, relational, creative part of God. And in many Christian traditions, prayers are made through Christ our Lord, meaning, I think, that it is through relationships, through creation, and, you know, that we are healed and made whole. You know, so if I am taking that extra glass of wine, might that not harm relationship? If I am impatient with that phone rep, might that not harm relationship? So perhaps we could take a pause here and just let that question drop into our soul, you know, like throwing a pebble, pebble in a pond, just watching what happens. What part of my life is not under the ordering of the Spirit of Christ? Next, are you open to the healing power of God's love? And are we? I think we can be stubbornly loyal to our suffering, holding on to stories and beliefs that really don't support us. As Thich Nhat Hanh says, you know, not all our thoughts have our best interests at heart. And there is that joke, isn't there, where a man is drowning in the sea and a little fishing boat comes up and tries to save him. And he calls back, no, no, it's OK. I'm waiting for God to save me. And then after a while, a larger yacht spots him and tries to get him on board. And once again, he calls back, and oh, don't worry. I'm waiting for God to save me. And then when the man's strength is nearly all gone, a huge ocean liner spots him, sends out a lifeboat. And once again, he says, no, no, I'm, I'm waiting for God to save me. And then the man drowns. And when he's in heaven, he's met by God and he berates God. You know, why didn't you save me? I had such faith in you. And God replies, but I sent you three ships, dummy. <laughs> We're saved and healed by God's love, which can most readily be experienced through each other and this created world. I think for this to be available to us, we need surely to be aware of all the ways we cling to a particular worldview, that it has to look and feel a particular way. Like the drowning man, he was clinging to a view of, of, of one way he should be saved and remained completely blind to the ways that he was being offered salvation. You know, it's like that saying, God comes to us disguised as our life. It's here that we're being shown the love and truth and healing we need. Crazy as that can seem sometimes. And what are the ways we're holding tight to a particular belief or resentment? What ways are we loyal to our suffering 
rather than being open, you know, to the, to the healing power of God's love. So let's explore that, you know, perhaps explore closing your fist. Really, really close it tight. And what does that feel like? You, you might close your eyes and just feel into that. How much energy does it take? What is this closed fist useful for? How does it feel up your arm? In the palm of your hand? Now open your fist. Are you open to the healing power of God's love? How does it feel to relax and be open? Friends, what might you receive in your open hand? Cherish that of God within you so that this love may grow in you and guide you. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think, I think this might be the hardest thing for us to do. You know, we're so ready, aren't we, to pronounce on our shortcomings, our failures, our foibles, and we can be completely blind to that inner gold. And there's that story of a, of a rather huge and rather ugly statue of plaster and clay. It's a plaster and clay Buddha in Thailand, I think, where... And Tara Brock tells this story in her wonderful book, book um, True Gold. Anyway, this ugly Buddha was lovingly cared for by the monks of a monastery for centuries. And I think at one point in the 50s, there was a long dry period and cracks appeared in the plaster. And one day a monk noticed a glint of something underneath and the monk brought a little torch and shone it into the crack. And what he saw was a flash of what turned out to be pure gold. And what they think had happened was centuries before, when the monastery was threatened with attack to protect the Buddha, the monks had covered over the gold with clay and plaster in order to protect it. And I think maybe this is what we do. Our inner gold gets covered over in many protective layers. At some point in our distant past, might have saved us. And we've forgotten that there was gold underneath that of God in us. And Thomas Merton, the Christian, Christian mystic, says, um, he, he's, he says, then it was as if I suddenly saw the secret beauty of our hearts, the depths of the heart, where neither sin nor desire nor self-knowledge can reach, the core of our reality, the person that each one is in God's eyes. If only we could see ourselves as this, as how we really are all the time. There'd be no more war, no more hatred, no more cruelty, no more greed. I suppose the big problem would just be that we would be falling down and worshiping each other all the time. The invitation is to cherish ourselves in a way that grows a garden of love can then be shared with others, guide our lives.
Let your worship and your daily life enrich each other. Friends, you know, what if throughout our day we could access this peace? As though we could just every now and then remember to turn and turn again to God. Simply remember to stand in the flow of divine love. You know, this is how God loves me. With the soft breath of wind on my face. Or the smile of a child. Or the taste of this hot coffee. <laughs> this Treasure your experience of God, however it comes to you. You know, for me, I think this often comes as an experience of gratitude. And I think it wasn't really until my children were born that I understood what worship was. But when those little beings were there, I had this overwhelming need just to look at them endlessly, abiding in their presence, you know. And that I understood to be worship as though our beloved is here right now. We have this secret rendezvous with the divine. Here she is, right here. Lean in, listen. All our attention. This moment with our beloved. Finally. Remember that Christianity is not a notion, but a way. And so, how would this manifest in our life? This constant understanding of our own beloved status, our own inner gold. How would we show up then with our families, our communities, colleagues, our world, our planet? So with that, let us take a, a meditation posture, something with a bit of dignity, stability, and perhaps one that expresses our desire to show up for that of God. So I invite you to close your eyes. Just let your inner gaze scan through your body, from the top of your head, your forehead, your scalp, the corners of your eyes and mouth. Mm, your throat, the chest and arms, hands, letting your stomach soften and relax. Letting your sitting bones connect you to your seat. And to whatever degree is possible, 
Letting your legs and feet relax. Bringing the whole of your life under the ordering of the Spirit of Christ. Let your body rest, love drenched. Each part open to the healing power of God's love. Grounded, greeted, gathered. I invite you to bring your attention today to your breath. Letting your breath be very natural not having to interfere with it in any way. But with just a kind gaze, just sort of observing it. You might notice it more in your abdomen. or the rising and falling of your chest. Or perhaps in your nostrils. Let yourself accompany your breathing. It might be supportive to try out a phrase. You might like an in-breath to think the spirit on the outbreath of Christ, the spirit of Christ. Or more simply, you might decide to use take heed, take on the in-breath, heed on the out-breath.
Cherish that of God. If you get lost at any time, that's completely normal, just gently watching the breath again, heedful again. Mm, good, heedful again. Take heed.
as we move to the last few minutes, I'm going to read this quote from The Theology of Joy by Jürgen Moltmann. We are not loved because we are so beautiful and good. We are beautiful and good because we are loved. We are not loved because we are so beautiful and good. We are beautiful and good because we are loved. And for the last few moments, just invite you to let go of any focus on the breath and just be in the presence of this loving community, cherishing that of God within you, within each other. May this cherishing be of benefit and healing for your life, for your families and your communities. And when you're ready, I invite you to open your eyes. And um, perhaps we can offer each other a virtual handshake <laughs> with our hands together. We could bow to one another. So good, so good to practice with you. Mm. So thank you, friends. And just hope we can sort of stay in that space as we move into our groups. We're going to go into uh, breakout rooms in groups of three. Um, so while Sue sets that up, I'm going to invite us to stay very embodied so perhaps just keeping that feet on the ground or keeping that sense of connection to your body and listen to, listening to each other um, as worship sharing. So just to remind us, this is in confidence. Uh, we speak only if we wish to and we do not comment or advise or ask for clarification. Um, we just hold each other tenderly and the question I would like us to consider, or just to speak to, was how was the meditation? How did it, how did it land for you? What happened for you in that, I suppose it was 15, 20 minutes? How did you experience the centering down? And it can be that you couldn't still your mind or you fell asleep or you just kept thinking about your shopping list or all the things you're on your to-do list. It, 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 it doesn't matter. Um, it's just trying to, I suppose, explore this together, just how difficult it is to still the mind and, um, and to try and put that into words. But as I say, we're not advising, we're not asking for clarification, we're just receiving each other 
in that embodied, open-hearted, cherishing space. So the question is, how is the meditation for you? And I would like you to have two minutes each to speak to this. And the person whose name begins with the letter closest to A. <laughs> I'm such a teacher, sorry. I'm a primary school teacher sort of thing. But, uh, yes, so if the person, if, we, if we, that person starts and then they can pass it on to the next person. Good, and we will come back in about um, seven minutes. So how does that look, Sue? Are we able to be in groups of three or is there going to be one group of four? Two groups of four? Okay. <laughs>